0: morning, everyone. Welcome to the Thursday, February 13th edition of the MBOB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin, and I'll be taking you guys through the latest in the world of mixed martial arts. Uh, a few pieces of news to talk about today. There was uh, kind of a story about a prominent fighter. There not ought to be really a story yesterday. Uh, a few fighters were cut by the UFC, and there was a bunch of fight announcements. But i got to start with the Nate Diaz thing, because a story came out yesterday afternoon saying Nate Diaz had been arrested in Miami. Over a domestic violence incident, and that he had been uh, he had gone to a fight with the officers at the police station, and Miami Herald actually reported the story, and then about like maybe fifteen minutes later, they pulled the story from the website, and it came out that they completely screwed up here. It wasn't Nate Diaz; it was some other MMA fighter named Michael Albert Yates, and I say MMA fighter. And it's like, this guy hasn't fought in eight years. He has four fights. He has fought on a couple cards in Florida that featured some guys that actually ended up in the UFC eventually. But, like, he's not really an MMA fighter anymore. He hasn't fought in eight years. So, calling him an MMA fighter stretch. The fact that they screwed up Nate Diaz compared to this guy, Michael Albert Yates. And there's a picture of this guy floating around. He doesn't look anything like Nate Diaz. It's pretty hilarious, right? Like, the only part of their name is that's similar is Nate. But even that guy's is Nate. It's not Nate. Anyways, it, it, they screwed up really bad. And apparently Nate Diaz and his team are considering exploring legal action, which as soon as I saw I was retracted, I was like, of course they're going to do this. I mean, why not, right? They definitely should explore that that avenue. You know, Nate Diaz, he apparently has been in Stockton. Uh, he has not been to Miami. And uh, it's just uh, ridiculous. So, yeah, I, I don't even know what to say about this. Uh, it's, it's a really poorly reported story by the Herald. Yes, they did correct themselves and they've apologized for the error but it's too late in my opinion you know um thankfully though nate's name was cleared really quick i mean as soon as i saw the story i was like this doesn't really something doesn't add up here you know nate diaz didn't really seem like the kind of guy that the accusations made made it out to be but uh i'm just glad that it turned out to be a false report but someone's losing their job at the miami herald because you can't go out and say this like it's like if i said like you know, some other, if, if I said, like, some fires like, uh, arrested for domestic violence and I had been into a fight with some police officers and then said it was wrong, I mean, I'd be in trouble, right? So I'm assuming whoever wrote the story is probably going to get fired for the job because this is pretty stupid. And again, how do you screw up Nate Diaz, a guy who's, like, one of the biggest superstars in MMA, to Michael Albert Yates, who has four pro fights, who has a fought in eight years, who no one's ever heard of outside the Florida regional scene. Very strange. All right, next thing here, Darren Till, we all know he wants to fight Jared Kandier. Uh Okay, so we thought at first it was an ankle injury, and then we thought it was a contractual issue. And then Dana White just said he's not going to fight this card. Now Till wants to fight on the card UFC 248 against Kananir. Now Till is saying on his Instagram that he yeah. needs Donald Trump's help uh, getting a visa. So it turned out it might be a visa issue, which he did have an issue with last time at UFC 244 in New York when he fought Calvin Gaston, which is an event Donald Trump actually attended. So I'm not sure if Till met Donald Trump at that event or whatever, but we all know that Donald Trump and UFC President Danaway have a really good relationship. If Till needs a visa, I'm assuming that Trump will be able to help him or someone in Trump's like team will be able to help him get that. I guess this is still stemming from that incident last year in the Canary Islands where he got into like, that... Uh, I think he stole a taxi cab in a drunken stupor with some friends or something. Ever since then, he's kind of uh, had a hard time getting visas. So I'm assuming it's coming from that. But, uh, yeah, it'd be nice to see this get cleared. I mean, Darren Till is a good fighter. I'd like to see him fight. It would be a good fight, but definitely he's got to clean this uh, situation up. And uh, if he's ever going to fight in the, US, the United States on a regular basis, because if he needs to keep getting a visa for every fight, it's very frustrating for everyone involved. So, Hopefully, this guy's cleared up. We were able to see Darren Till fight Jared Kanyar at UFC 248. All right, a few more fighters were cut. I mentioned yesterday, like 13 fighters were cut, and then Juan Adams make make 14. Now we've uh, actually known about four more. This is according to Nolan King and Emory Junkie. Four more fighters have been cut. Jin son Kalender Faria, Junior Albini, and Nathan Corey. So really no surprise here. I guess the most prominent name would be kind of Junior Albini. I mean, this guy is not really a great fighter by any means. Mostly known for wearing a quote-unquote diaper when he fought. Uh, a couple years ago against I think it was against RJ Orlovsky. He's wearing this ridiculous outfit. This guy went 1-4 and four in the UFC, so not a great record. He beat Tim Johnson in his debut, which was a nice win, and then since then lost to Andre Orlovsky, Alexey Olienek, Yarzina Rose-Truck, and Maurice Green. Kind of a tough run. I mean, the green fight, I guess, is a fight you should have won. He got knocked out quick, so again, no surprise he was cut, but probably the most notable of the, of the four fighters who were released. Kalinda Faria... Uh, she went 0-3 in the UFC, not very impressive. Lost to Joanne Calderway, Just Guy, Mara, Romero, Barella. I mean, I guess the I-fight was kind of close to split decision, but she should have probably won at least one of those fights. And then she was coming off a win of Karina Dam in Titan FC, so you saw why the UFC signed her for a WSOF fighter. Quite a big experience, but just really never lived up to the expectations in the UFC. Uh, Jin Su-sun is another fighter that kind of struggled a little bit in the UFC. He went 0 two didn't win a fight unfortunately you lost to peter yan and mario batista that's a tough run i mean those guys are really good especially peter yan obviously but mario batista is good too so that's kind of a tough cut i mean again you know the, the ufc's kind of cutting the fat trimming the fat so to say from the roster but still like lose to two really good fighters like that bad least it kind of sucks and the last guy's nathan cory no surprise here. he's 41 years old he's a veteran of the sport he's been around forever struggled in the UFC. just went one and two he beat jonathan webb that was in 2016 and lost to Danny roberts and zach cummings he hasn't fought since 2017. uh i'm assuming that he might have been actually released sooner and we just didn't hear about it but yeah he is officially released so again no surprises uh from those four guys four guys uh, three gr- three guys and one girl i guess i should say uh but uh yeah i kind of feel bad for son i mean that's a tough run in game released like that but it is what it is uh, it's getting some fight announcements here. There's a few I want to talk about. UFC London gets a fight between Jake Collier and Tom Aspinall. Jake Collier is a guy that I'm surprised wasn't cut. You know, I'm surprised he's still on the roster. He has not fought since 2017. His last win was in 2017 against Marcel Fortuna. He has been. Uh, he was suspended by USADA for a year. He has an overall record of 3-3 three three in the UFC, wins over Marcel Fortuna, Alberto Uda, and Ricardo Abreu, losses to Devin Clark, Dongy Yang, and Vito Miranda. So basically, he's beaten guys who are no longer in the UFC and lost to guys, besides for Clark, who are no longer in the UFC. He absolutely needs to win this fight. It's not going to be an easy fight. Tom Aspinall will be fighting his hometown. This is, fight is at UFC London, so Tom Aspinall, I, I assume, will be favored to win this fight. 7-2 uh, record for Tom, three straight wins in Cage Warriors. Uh, don't know a ton about him, but definitely, you know, from looking at his record, he looks like a guy with a big dude with a lot of knockout power. So we'll see what happens there in that fight, but I'm assuming he'll be favored. This is a really good fight, UFC Portland. Nico Price versus Muslim Salikov. It was originally reported this fight would take place at UFC uh, Nebraska or Lincoln, and now it's being reported. It's at Portland. Great fight. Uh, I'm surprised Nico Price didn't get a top 15 opponent, I'll be honest. like I thought he would, but it's still a really good fight. Uh, Nico Price overall is one uh, six and three and one no contest in the UFC, so a, a pretty solid record in the UFC. He has lost a few fights by stoppage. He's lost to Jeff Neal, Abdul Razak Al-Hassan, and Vicente Luque by stoppage, but. He stopped everyone else in his wins. James Vick, Tim Means, Randy Brown, George Sullivan, Alan Juban, Brandon Thatch. He did knock out Alex Morona, but it was overturned after he tested positive for marijuana. So this guy is an absolute stud. In his career, he's only been in the distance one time in his whole career in uh, 17, 18 fights. So that's incredible. He's a finisher. He's a great fighter. Coming off a huge win over James Vick by upkick knockout. I think he's the only guy in UFC history to have two knockouts from his back. He also knocked out Randy Brown with hammer fist from the back. So this guy is a fantastic fighter. One of my favorite fighters to watch right now. Again, I thought he'd get a top 15 point. He's been calling on Robbie Lawler for a little while, but he gets Muslim Salikov instead. Muslim's a very dangerous guy, though, so you can't you know, count him out on this one. He's very dangerous. He is a little older at 35, but he's looked really good lately. Three straight wins. Loriano Storopoli, which was a nice win for him, and then Nordian Taleb, Ricky Rainey. Did lose to Alex Garcia, but it's bounced back, bounced back really nicely since then. I do favor Eco Price, though. I just think he's a better fighter at this point. I think he's more well rounded, better ground game, and just as much knockout power. But honestly, like he has been knocked out a few times. So if he gets caught here and gets KO'd, it couldn't surprise anyone because uh, this guy, Salikov definitely has uh, quite a bit of knockout power. And he's a dangerous dude. Uh, a couple other fights here. We've got Carl Robertson taking on Macmud Meridov at UFC 249. So Carl Robertson baby k he is coming off uh, and of course it's not loading carl robertson coming off back-to-back wins over roman copy and wellington terrain the copy fight was a really good win for him because he was he had uh, i believe he got poked in the eye or cut open i can't remember exactly what happened but he came back in one when he arguably could have uh Basically, quit the fight if he wanted to because he had been so badly injured, but he still fought and won late in the third round by stoppage. So, really impressive performance overall. 4 2 in the UFC for Carl Robertson. Also, has wins over Jack Marsh and Darius Stewart. Losses to Cesar Ferreira and Lover DeShera. Very good fighter. uh Also, has a win over Ryan Span in the contender series. And he takes on Macklin Meredov. This is a really tough fight. I and mean, this is a tough fight to pick, a tough fight to call. Meredov's very dangerous. He's coming off a massive knockout win here over Trevor Smith. Also beat Alessio De in his UFC debut. Overall, he's on like a 13-fight win streak. I mean, this guy is really good. i got to figure Meridov. Even though I like Robertson, Meridov is just super dangerous and super talented, and I do think he probably gets his hand raised here. And the last fight announcement to talk about UFC Oklahoma City gets another fight here between Claudia Gadea and Marina Rodriguez. Interesting fight. Claudia Gadea, her fight against Alexa Grasso was canceled at the last – or actually at UFC 246, so two pay-per-views ago. Uh, not her fault, obviously. I'm assuming UFC paid her show money at least. I hope so. But yeah, Grasso screwed up for her. She should have been fighting that night. Overall in the UFC, she is 6-4. and four, So not a great record for Claudia. We all thought she'd be a little bit better than that, I think. We thought she'd be a title contender. But still, you know, she has some nice wins. Carolina, Kovacavich, uh, Carlos Esparza, those are her most notable wins. And then, of course, uh, she lost to you know, Ansarov Andrade on Jacek twice. Also has a nice win over Random Marquez in her last fight. Uh, Marina Rodriguez, though, is very dangerous and, and a very good fighter. And honestly, like, uh, she could pull it off here. I think I'm I'd be curious to see what the odds are. I think Rodriguez has a good chance to win this fight. She's very big for this division, very long. She's undefeated in her career 12 0 2. Her last fight against Cynthia Cavillo wasn't too impressive, it was a draw. She looked good early and then kind of lost late, I guess. Overall, two in two zero 0 2 in the UFC, kind of a weird record, two draws, two wins. Did beat Torres, did be Aguilar, and then draws with Marcos and Calvillo. But I have been impressed with her. I think it's her time. You know, Claudia's always got a lot of experience. But I think Rodriguez has a good chance to win here. And I wouldn't be surprised if she was favored because, uh, honestly, I think a lot of people have a lot of respect for it. Claudia's kind of, like, on the decline, I think, a lot of people believe. So like, it should be close odds either way. I, I can't say for sure who's going to be favored or not. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if Rodriguez actually got a lot of respect here and I think that's gonna be it um I guess I mentioned the other day being called at the uh being called to the podcast on, on Tuesday you guys gotta check that out uh these broke down UFC two UFC Rio Rancho excuse me um that's on Saturday of course all my picks and Cole's picks are there's so definitely check that out that's it for this weekend next weekend there's a couple more cards we have Bellator 239 also UFC uh Felder versus hooker and I believe the f- Wilder Fury rematches next week as well. So there's some good fights next weekend. This weekend, the one card, though, Rio Rancho. Should be decent. Anderson versus Blackwitz. Um, going away for a few days, but I will be back tomorrow morning. I'll do the podcast, and uh, it'll be, like, normal. I'm not sure what time. Probably around 10 as usual, but I uh, just wanted to mention that. It could be a different time, but most likely 10. That's about it, though, guys. I uh, hope you guys have a great day. In the meantime, follow me on Twitter at M&M Martin Podcast. And my home is mmaoddsbreaker.com. Also available at djpan.com and may raise on that. Have a great day, guys. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye.